Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Alan Soyev, who is a real estate investor and trainer. Alan, how are you doing? Good, real good. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a bit more about yourself and what you'd like to do for fun, that'd be great. Oh, for fun. Uh, well, I, I'll tell you what, I've got three things that I do for fun uh, on the on the the hardcore end of it, I guess you'd, you'd say I'm, I'm a cyclist. Uh, and then I do yoga that I, and I totally suck at it, but I love it. Um, my body just won't do all those little poses. I mean, I, I like it. It's good for sweating, but it's and for stretching out from the bike, but you know, it's, I'm not very good at it. And I meditate. Those are the three things I do. Gotcha. I love yeah. it. Tell us a little bit more about the real estate biz. Um, I have been an investor full-time since 2005. I was doing it part-time before that. And actually, I came to it through construction and through engineering. I mean, when I was 17 years old, I moved out on my own, needed a job, started in construction, became a builder. Uh, from there, I became an engineer. And then all the time, you know, I guess I flipped my first house in the late 80s, um, and so all this time I was, I was flipping houses, you know, just part-time here and there. Uh, finally, I realized one day that I was making more money working part-time 10 hours a week. Okay. Then I was making as an engineer full-time. I was like, why are you going to work every day? Bye. I'm out. <laughs> you know? And I haven't looked back since 2005. I've never looked back. There we go. There we go. I love it. And tell us a bit about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Oh, man, I love this business. It, it's it, Every day is different, okay? I get to, I, I mean, how many people do you know who have a 20-foot commute, okay? My commute is from my bed to the coffee pot in the kitchen to this office right here, okay? Yep. I, you know, it, it's, I only leave the house if I have to. Um, uh, so that, that's the best part of it. I got, I, got, I got a level of freedom of movement that, nobody has I, I i don't know what other businesses you could do that in besides real estate i guess maybe insurance sales or something but uh, uh but even then you probably if you're connected to a company you got to show up at their office every once in a while i am the office yeah um that I, like i said I, I right before we got on the you know on the official part of the call we were talking about that is i've loved this since i was a little kid so i always wanted to do this Absolutely, man. And <laughs> real estate, I love it too. It's something that I'll be involved with for the rest of my life. It's such a powerful wealth builder. Tell us a bit about all the way back in the 80s, you were flipping houses and you were making more money part-time than you were full-time. Tell okay. us a little bit about how you set that system up. And got um, I, um, well, the very first house was, was a HUD repo back when they were called REOs which just means real estate owned by the bank, you know, uh, uh, but that was, I don't think so much we call them that so much anymore, but, but uh, it was a HUD repo 
And uh, it was my, my now ex-wife, but the kid's mom. Uh, that was our first divorce talk, actually. It was 1989. We were engaged to be married. And uh, we weren't quite married yet. And I surprised her with the house that I bought for us. I thought she was going to be all like, like, woohoo. She's like, what the heck did you do? <laughs> and then I walked her through. She's like, oh, my God, it's so ugly. Ew, it stinks. Well, I was like, honey, it'll be, it's going to be great. Trust me. And it was. Um, that house, actually, uh, we rented it out for more than it cost to rent a property when I went to college in Fayetteville later. When I got my, my home of the Razorbacks, when I got my when I got my degree, uh, and then after all that was done, I turned around and sold it for about four times what I, what I'd ever had in. So I mean, that was the, the writing was on the wall after that. It, um, I got I have had a chance to train with some of the best trainers in the in the country. Uh, Ron Legrand, if you've ever heard of Ron Legrand, Marco Kozlowski, uh, Cameron Dunlap. I mean, these guys are. These guys were doing this long before, you know, uh, uh, Graziosi and any of those guys, and Grant Cardone even came on the scene. Uh, I, I got to tell you, back then, you know, of course, back then everything was live, right? There was, there really was, there was no internet, and we used to have to go down, like to do title work, we'd have to actually go down to the county and sit in a room and page through paper. Yep. Um, but uh, back then, also, it was a lot more expensive too. Average course was five to ten thousand dollars, and a week out of work because you had to go fly someplace like Dallas. I mean, they weren't having it in Little Rock; probably weren't having it in Austin. Uh, and 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 sit with a trainer, you know, in a in a hotel room, in a conference room, and learn this stuff. I'll bet you I spent one hundred fifty thousand dollars over the years early on learning from the greats of the day, uh, and then just kind of took it around. I love it, man. I love it. And for those getting into the real estate game, the biggest hurdle we all run into is finding that deal. Can you speak to that a little bit? Oh, man. Baloney. Let me tell you something, bro. The deal of a century comes along once a week if you know how to look. You got to concentrate on learning how to look. Yeah. Like, well, like again, like I said, just before we got on the call, it's you see all those orange lines over there? Every one of those deals in progress. I've got a close. I did one about an hour ago. And it's probably already sold. I put it under contract an hour ago. I called my number one uh, uh, investor that I that I do wholesale flips with. And Ryan, it's funny because I'll wholesale flip something to him. He'll turn right around a week later and wholesale flip something to me. I mean, we go back and forth. Uh, but I sent it over to his gal Ruby, and it's it's gone. That's a quick five thousand bucks in in an hour. Um, I've got a closing that's going to make me, I think, about $22,000 on Friday. Uh, the rest of that, one of those is a very large project. The largest project I've taken on to date, it will be if the engineer is as good as he thinks he is, and I think he is, um, this guy has figured out a way for me to get 32 doors on a 3.6-acre piece of property, in a, a, a and, and I'll own the whole thing, okay? We're, we're going to build this, and it's just going to be... Uh, uh, duplexes and triplexes, but it'll be a whole complex of duplex and triplexes. And that'll create, that's going to create another $15,000, $17,000 a month profit when it's built out in about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's one project. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, absolutely. That's yeah, it's exactly. real estate. I, I love it. There is real estate, as far as I'm concerned, the best tool out there 
to make money. Yeah. So for those people who want to learn how to look, what would you say to them? Um, go hit Ask Al How on YouTube. And there's all kinds of freebies out there or go buy one of my courses. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, look, it's, it's uh, I'll tell you what. One of the things I teach is real estate without risk and, and doing it on a dime. Okay. I will tell you guys the first deal I did. And actually I wanted to prove Ron LeGrand wrong. It was the guy who trained me. Um, he, I went to this three day free seminar. It was free. It was, it was $95, which was his version of free, um, uh, down in Dallas. This is years and years and years ago. Um, and he gave us all these tools in this free course. And, and then you could buy into the first course, which was what he called uh, Ugly House Bootcamp, okay? which I signed up for. That was like $6,000. Um, but the guy was just an arrogant jerk. And I was like, I was out to prove him wrong. This stuff doesn't work. There's no way this works. There's no way it's this easy. So I'll tell you what I did. I went and I searched through, I, I, I figured out which was the, I, I, I kind of, the, uh, the working class neighborhood, you know, where all the rentals are. And I drove the blocks on a Saturday and collected up about a hundred uh, addresses of houses that were vacant. I then went down to the, to the county because like I said, the internet didn't exist. I mean, there was an internet, but it wasn't like it was like it is now where you could just look stuff up. I went down to the county, talked to the ladies here. They showed me how to, uh, to sift through the records uh, out of those hundred addresses. I found, I think, so, I don't know, 60 or so, 50-ish uh, absentee owners and sent them a letter that said, hey, man, I want to buy your house. Please call me at, you know, whatever the number was at the time, such such a number. Um, uh, I got some responses. I put one under contract. And I got to tell you, this house was so completely ugly. It had foundation issues. I'm sure you guys get this in Texas, too. You know where the outer edge of the foundation will slough away. So what you get through is you get this punched through sheer thing in the center of the house where the center wall just kind of breaks through the sheetrock because mm -hmm. the rest of the house is sinking. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get that here too. It's expansive clay. Um, I put this house under contract for, I don't know, 10 or $12,000. <laughs> put an ad in the paper because back then you didn't, there was, you didn't do it on Facebook. There was no Facebook. Um, it said handyman special, you know, uh, $17,000. Sure enough, a guy calls me up a couple of days later, wants to go look at it. We go look at it. And he gave me seven, and I made 5,000 bucks, which like I said, that was just about the cost of the course. And that's what sold me. I had a day off of work because I had to go down to the county. Okay. A Saturday, a half a tank of gas. And that's all I had in it. And an ad in the paper. I had less than 100 bucks in it, uh, maybe 200 bucks because you got to figure out to take off work. And in the, the, late, the late early 90s, uh, I guess mid 90s, when I did that, it, uh, uh, I wasn't making much. So, <laughs> you know. so yeah, I might have had 200 bucks in the deal. Uh, and it was mostly time. It could be done with absolutely no money. I mean, if you can't afford stamps and, and some gas to, to drive neighborhoods, yeah, dude, you got to get something else going first. Okay, but you, you could do it with a lot less money than people think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. <laughs> By the way, man, I've got people, I've got a half a dozen guys 
that bird dog, and that's exactly what they do. And they, yep. they get it, they get it, and they do all the work, by the way. They, they bring me the, the county data, they print all that off, they do all the work for me, they bring them in, and they'll get me, I, I pay them for the leads. And then if one of them hits, they get a, they get a big bump based on, on what I make. I mean, if I, if I make five grand on it, I give them 10%, they get 500 bucks. I love that. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, let's jump into your dreams and goals now. So you got the successful real estate business, you're a successful real estate trainer. What is like the vision for your life and your companies going forward? Oh man, I'll tell you what. I like smaller houses. I mean, a house I live in is only 2,000 feet. Um, you know, a lot of people, I always hear folks that got these huge dreams of this fantastic 10,000 square foot houses in these gated neighborhoods and, and the big fancy cars. I gotta be honest, I don't want none of that. I want small houses, but I want one here in Little Rock. I'm gonna have to have one in California because my parents are getting older and they're gonna, gonna need me help now. I really love Cabo. I was in Mexico five times last year. Uh, I, I, I have spent, literally, I spent about two months in Mexico if you add up the whole, the, all five trips. I'd love to have a place in Cabo and I'd love to retire to a, a town called Rapallo, Italy and just have a little flat overlooking the Mediterranean. You know? Gotcha. So we got retire in Rapallo, Italy. Rapallo, Italy. Yeah. It, Rapallo is, I think that's the last town that's considered part of the, the Italian Riviera. Gotcha. And if you ever get a chance to go, man, go. It's beautiful. It's absolutely the most beautiful spot. Man. Sounds like I'll be visiting you when you... Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a place in Cabo. Yeah. And what did I miss? I know there was another thing. Well, Cabo, California. I'm from California originally. Cabo, California here and, and Rapallo. And that's for starters. I might, you know, the more money you make, the more you got to go do something with it. I'll probably figure something else out too. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love that. And so what started you on the real estate training side of things? Okay. Well, I got to put a plug in for a buddy of mine, Dan. Uh, I have a good friend from these meditation seminars that I'd been to, a guy named Dan Mangiff. Uh Dan is an absolute badass. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you what, to brag on him a little bit, I think he his goal was eight figures this year. And I think he made it. He had, we haven't talked the last couple of weeks. We've both been busy. But uh, uh, yeah, I think he hit eight figures. He did a TED talk. And the next thing you know, he's appearing on like, like uh, a good morning Chicago, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's really, uh, but he and I are talking one time. He lives down the top and him and I are, him and I are sitting there on his roof, uh, smoking Cuban cigars and drinking tequila. And he's like, man, you should teach. I said, I don't want to teach. He goes, no, you, you need to teach. I said, why? <laughs> and he, and, and he kind, of, kind of guilted He's like, look, dude, if, if you don't start giving back, God's going to punish you. I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he goes, you got it. He goes, I know a lot about business. He goes, I'm very successful. He goes, but some of the stuff that comes out of your mouth with real estate, I've never heard of. He goes, sometimes I wonder if it's even legal. I said, man, it's legal. <laughs> he goes, he goes, you owe it. To the world to start teaching that to the next generation of people coming up because because you took it farther than your mentors somebody else needs to take it farther than you and that was like you know okay 
and and he helped me get the courses started because he knows how to do it. He he does courses, um, so he kind of helped me get it started, and and, uh, and the rest is history. We released the 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 first big bundle uh, two or three months ago now. Uh, and it's called the Ugly House Bundle. I, I break it up into the, the Ugly House business and the Pretty House business. Ugly House is basically wholesale and retail and landlord. All the stuff that'll make you an old man quick. Um, and then the pretty house business is all the paper stuff like buying default paper and private paper and uh, uh, buying houses subject to, do you know what that is? Oh yeah, I know about subject to. Yeah, they, I, I, I know how to do subject twos really, really well. In 2008, when everything crashed, I uh, found myself also with bladder cancer. So I'm, doing, I'm in the midst of doing chemo and trying to pull a rabbit out of a hat because all the banks just, I mean, they yanked the funding like while we're under construction, right? In, in, in 2008 and into 2009, I bought 12 houses on subject twos because people were going bankrupt left to right. Yep. Subject twos. In fact, I just sold the last one of those about a year and a half ago. Now, tell us for the audience who don't know what subject is tell us what it is and then tell us how to avoid the okay. nail clause subject to subject to well some people tell you subject to is stealing a house but how can you steal a house i mean unless it's a mobile home and you, and you put the wheels back on it and run off with it i mean you're not stealing a house okay subject to works like this um it works best with people who are in trouble uh, so what happens is let's let's say you got you got behind and you call me up and go, hey Al man, I got a problem, dude. I am behind. And, and you know what? The realtor can't help me because I don't have enough equity in the house. This is a perfect subject too. If you're in a decent neighborhood, it's a perfect subject too. Because what we do is we'll go in, I gotta still gotta evaluate it. I mean, I've got to figure out how I'm gonna make the money. You gotta, you gotta make some money someplace or, or it's not gonna work, right? You gotta create the equity. But let's say uh, you're behind, I don't know. 10,000 bucks on a, say, $250,000 note, um, maybe like a $300,000 note. There, yeah, that's about average nationwide. Um, uh, so what I do is I come in and we put the house in a land trust. In Texas, you got to put it in an all-inclusive trustee. It's a little bit different. Just And it's just, all it really is different paperwork. Um, but you put the house on the land trust, putting it in the land trust does not, well, let me back up. If you sell me the house, there's been a sale, okay? That triggers what they call the due on sale clause. The due on sale clause is when the house sells, the bank has got the first lien, so they get paid, which, duh, of course, and they should. Um, the way we get around this and legally get around it where it helps everybody, including the bank, is we put the house in a trust, okay? Under some circumstances, you could put, uh, especially if the laws are really, it depends on what, what the laws are gonna be in your state, but in Arkansas, we could just put it in trust and go. In some states, what you may have to do is you and I partner and put it in a trust and you're our 2% partner, I'm 98% so that I'm the deciding factor. So we're still a little bit married, uh, you know, business-wise. Anyway, we put the house in the trust and then I've got to catch up that loan, right? So otherwise it's going to be foreclosed on. So what I do is I go get, you're, you're busy getting ready to move out anyway because you're, you're in foreclosure. So 
I get some, I do a, an ad and I get somebody who's got $10,000 down to come in. That's enough skin in the game. That's three or four payments, right? That's enough skin in the game that I can be confident that they're going to stick around. Okay. And then let's say your payment was 2000 bucks a month. I charge them 2,500 bucks in rent. So I'm making five grand or five grand, 500. Plus I'm getting the, the note paid. Plus I've got the money to catch it up. Oh, by the way, on the HUD one, there's a spot for subject two. People, I have had realtors tell me it's illegal. It's like, yeah, go look at the line right there <laughs> on the closing docs. It's totally legal, guys. It's 100% recognized. The thing is, what you got to do is you got you to be forthcoming with information for everybody straight across the board. And uh, so everybody's got to know what's going on as far as, as far as the buyers and sellers. Okay. The bank, it doesn't matter so much. I'll leave that to the seller's conscience. If the seller tells the bank that he's done something, they're probably going to call the loan due, in which case the deal is going to fall apart. Typically, if the bank starts getting paid, the bank shuts up because the bank wants to get paid. Back in 2008, when everybody was going bankrupt, I guarantee you the banks just wanted to get paid. Anybody who was paying, they would take. Um, and I know it's bulletproof because I had, in the case of one house we did one time, um, uh, the, the guys that had the house, one of them had a stroke. So he had, so they had to claim bankruptcy like two years after they, after I bought the house, the bank comes to me and says, Hey, you got to surrender the house. I said, why? They said, well, because you know, these guys have claimed bankruptcy. I said, no, I don't. They said, well, yeah, you do. Cause it's in the bankruptcy court. I said, are you getting paid on time? They went, yeah. I said, great. I'm not surrendering the house. Well, you have to. It's like, no, I don't. I go, go talk to your lawyers. Well, no, sir, you have to surrender the house. I was like, look, guys, I'll tell you what. And like I said, this is back in 2008, 2009 time. I was like, y'all come after me. And I would love to find the judge who's going to take this house when you guys are getting paid every month, when everybody in the United States is not getting paid. Let's go with that. Never heard from him again. That was the one, by the way, I told you, I just sold about a year and a half ago. It had so little equity in it, I had to hold on to it for about 10 years. And I told the guys, look, this is a long, long-term one. That's the other thing is, you can, if there's no equity, if you're really in it for the long-term, you can, you can hold on to it as long as everybody knows what's going on for as long as you want to. Like I said, I had to hold that one for 10 years because there was no equity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, another thing I want to ask is, so a lot of people are hearing this and with the whole first deal thing with just real estate in general, they have analysis paralysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak to us about it. You can't screw it up. Look, if, if, okay. If you don't know anything about construction, bring somebody who knows, go find a remodeling contractor, you're gonna need them anyway, to come with you to look at the house and give you an honest appraisal, of, of, I mean, not appraisal appraisal, you know what I'm saying? an honest idea of what it's gonna cost to fix it. He's gonna do, he's not gonna charge you for the estimate because he wants the job, okay? So problem solved there. Um, if you don't think you have the money and you wanna, then wholesale it and make five grand and do it again and again and again. If you do that five times, now you've got $25,000. Now you have some money to go play with with the bank, okay? 
if you, if your credit sucks and you can't get with a bank, well, first off, fix your credit. And by the way, I, I, I've got people that do that too. I can help you out if you, if you know anybody needs a credit fixed. I got some good, good folks on that. But above and beyond that, there's partners. There's, there's, uh, there's angels out there. There's all kinds of, 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 of uh, hard money. Uh, you know, okay, you take a, I'll partner with you. Okay, I'm going to take half the deal. If I'm putting up the money and you're putting up the time, I'm taking half the deal because I've got a lot of risk out there. But do you want to make half the deal or do you, you want to make nothing? Yep. You know, it's a, so half the deal, we do two deals instead of one. Woo, you know. There we go. None of it's hard to do. <laughs> now, especially for that person, so wholesaling, right? Yes, sir. You get it under contract. Mm-hmm. And this person uh, did an inaccurate job of estimating the rehab cost. So no body's taking the deal. Yeah, I see that a lot with, with new wholesalers. Okay. Like I said, that's why I said get a rehab or a rehab contractor because you're going to need it anyway. Eventually, you're going to want to do some, some rehabs. Get your guide to help you learn. Uh, my courses, I've got in, in, in my courses, there's several hours of video dedicated to showing you how to do, how to estimate stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, if, I mean, the truth is, if you did that, you just know that you screwed it up. You're not, all you're out is your time though. But I mean, if you, if you put the house under contract and you can't deliver, what, what's happened? I mean, most people don't do, you're a realtor, right? How yeah. often do you take earnest money? I'm sorry? How often do you take earnest money? I mean, we take it all the time. Do you really see in Arkansas, we rarely take earnest money. I, I put down earnest money for the first time on this three and a half, three and a half acres that I just bought. They, they required $2,500 earnest money in order to, to tie up, tie it up for, uh, for 120 days to do the, you know, the, the, the city planning and all of that, uh, which I thought was fair. Cause I got to tie up their property for four months. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I rarely do earnest money. And if, and think about it, we're not doing this, no offense, we're not doing this with realtors. If you're doing it as an investor, you really don't need to do it with a realtor. Um, uh, I mean, you can if you want to, but then you're going to have to pay the realtor 3% plus the other agent 3%. So yep. that's going to cut into everybody's profit. Um, there's in other words, if you can't do the deal, you just go do another deal. And you yep. learn from your mistake and move on, you know. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. There we go. So one, finding the deal is easy. Yeah, finding the deal is not hard. Doing yeah. the deal, easy, problem solved. Not hard. Not hard. <laughs> so, guys, there's nothing stopping you. Yeah, it, it, yeah. There's, there's, and and you know what? If you don't like doing it that way, go, go become a realtor because they make good money too. So, <laughs> like, like again, like we were talking about, we're just we're about to to purchase that. We're doing our, our onboarding literally tomorrow uh, for an EXP uh, dealership. Oh yeah. Um, uh, because my daughter likes the back end. And so I'm going to build, recruit people and build the business. And she's going to do the, the realty. And she's been in it. She has been writing my marketing letters. She said it was a form of punishment since she was about 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and she runs the office now. And, and like I said, with this, she's actually kind of a part. Uh, but she's been my, my assistant, my main assistant for several years. Yeah. Yeah, no, Absolutely. And she's a killer boy. She's she's you don't want to negotiate with her boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Let's uh 
if there are one or two people you could meet right now, and this, this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd help you take the next step towards your dreams and goals of retiring and getting those homes and doing everything you want to do. Somebody I would want to meet. Who would they be? How would they do it? How would they help you out? The people I would want to meet actually have nothing to do with real estate. I mean, yeah, okay. And it's, we don't know each other that well yet. I've, I've had, had some neat opportunities in life. I mean, it, it's, I've had to meet some really, I live, I used to live a block from the governor's mansion in Little Rock. Okay. So I knew Bill Clinton. And, yep. he, I, and I do. I knew it was built. Just this guy that jogged down the street. Okay, you know when he was governor. Um, uh, like I said, Little Rock's kind of small town. I have the people I would want to meet have nothing to do with business. I'd like to sit down to dinner one night with Buddha and Jesus. Find mm. out what really is up. Yeah. That. I love that. I mean, my guess is the wine would be exquisite. <laughs> yeah. absolutely well i really i guess i have um, a couple more questions for you yes sir what's your favorite book movie or podcast pick one um i was thinking about that because i'm thinking the, the questions like, there's so many favorites just favorites based on different stuff um uh most of my friends would tell you i am shrink Okay, so so Shrek, because because ogres have layers, right? So that's a good movie. But uh, from from a business standpoint, you may not even know this movie because it's old. Working Girl. Yeah, I don't know it. You don't know it. it Melanie Griffith and jeez, uh, 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 and I'm having a brain fart. Harrison Ford. Uh, back when they're both really really young, and it's all about this gal. She's just trying to to push against the machine, push against the machine and finally pushes through. Um, and that's, it, it, and I think a lot of people feel like that's what they're doing, pushing against the machine their whole lives. I know I've felt like that many times in my life. Um, uh, and for that matter, even the Shrek movies, same sort of a thing. He feels like he's got to push against the machine. Yep. Um, you know, to keep his swamp or whatever. <laughs> <You know? laughs> All righty. One last question. Yes, sir. So you know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. And sometimes they'll live their whole life like that and end up dying like that. Mm -hmm. Other times they'll have a change in their life where they switch over to a growth mindset. They're willing to accept help and they're willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes them to make that switch? Mm. Well, I can, I, I don't know about other people, but I can tell you from my own experience, I have had several really heavy duty quantum moments in my, what I call a quantum moment in my life. Wayne Dyer called it that. Uh, you've heard of him. Yeah. Um, the first one was cancer back in, so everything crashed in 2008. In late 2008, I start peeing blood. I've got bladder cancer. So not only is the market in the toilet, and I left, I got left holding the bag. I'm not kidding you. Oh my God, Timothy. I got left holding the bag with $250,000 just in credit card debt. Oh man. I'm not talking about the loans that all three banks I was working with called me up like within two weeks of each other and go, okay, we stop here. I'm like, stop here. What are you kidding me? We're under construction. Millions of dollars in loans. 
250,000 credit card debt, and then I start peeing blood. It was not a fun year. Yeah, that was a rough year. Um, It makes you change what's important to you and what your motivations are. Okay. Then I went through a divorce in 2012 after almost 25 years of marriage. Again, huge change. And then the biggest one was uh, the biggest one almost took me out. In March of uh, 19, uh, they tell me I had a pretty massive heart attack. Uh, apparently, the, the Widowmaker was 100% blocked, and there was another one that was 70% blocked. The 100% blocked one is like lethal. It should have killed me. Uh, they said the only reason it didn't was because of all the cycling I was doing. I had built these things called collaterals that kind of, uh, so like little tiny arteries that went around the blockages. But man, you want to know where the rubber meets the road to face death face to face. That'll change your attitude quick. Yeah. I mean, I don't suggest that as a mode for change. I think there's probably easier ways, but it worked with me. (laughs) I love it. There we go. Drastic events facing death, coming face to face with your own mortality. Uh, There we go. um, Yeah, you start. Well, and we talked about like with the courses, there comes a point, and it was after the heart attack, basically, where you want to do start, start doing something that has a purpose more than just above and beyond just ambition. Just, to, you know, sometimes I refer to a deal as, as a kill, okay? Make, I made another kill, made another kill. It's like, that's, I don't hunt. So that's how I bag the big one, right? It's, it's another deal. Um, after you've bagged the big one over and over and over again, like I told you, I don't even go to the closings anymore. It's uh, it, it kills my time. Yep. Um, there's got to be something more important than bagging the big one. Absolutely. Well, there we go. Alan, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? Uh, wow, this was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed the heck out of it. Thank you for inviting yeah, Of course. Um, no, but I mean, if any, I'll tell you what, if, if you want, I can... Well, I already have, I guess, because you and I were talking about it earlier. If, if, if anybody's interested, they can hit my website or YouTube. It's If they're interested in real estate from a, from an investor standpoint, literally go to Ask Al How on YouTube and find me. There's 200 plus videos out there. That's enough. That is enough free stuff right there to get you going. Absolutely. Well, there we go. Time, so you got to get through the commercials and all that crap, but it's, you know. Alrighty. Well, all that will be in the show notes. And Alan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. It's been a blast. Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Alan had to say, make sure to go check his stuff out, share it, implement it in your life so you can change your life and the lives of people around you. Yeah. And man, I've got masterminds. I'll be happy to show people how to do it. There we go. Maybe once a week and talk about real estate. Love it. Join his mastermind. And as we always ask, Send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.